Hello. Hi, I'm Yelly. And I'm Haley. And this... I'm specifically her... <laughs> specifically her wife. <laughs> and, and this, this is Friends to Lovers, Pals. A podcast about books. And we really nailed that. We nailed it. We just woke up. We're recording this literally first thing in the day. We decided that y'all should be privy to our fresh... Brains. Yeah. We're we're sleepy. Not like maybe this wasn't. But here's the thing. This is this is the breakfast episode. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the title. If, if you're not listening to this while you're waking up, maybe on your morning commute, um, maybe you're 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 sitting on your porch sipping a, an orange juice. You know what I mean? Like if you're not doing that, like pause. Wait until tomorrow, <laughs> um, and then go for it then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can listen. This can be enjoyed any any day, any time of day. Can be morning, if in you your heart want it to be. <laughs> um, we have plans today to go get sausage rolls yes. from our favorite like local bakery yes, and um, go to the park and watch the geese for a little while and read and read. Yeah. So, um. Not that you asked, but that's why we're recording right now. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing is that last weekend, because um, we, we tend to record these on the weekend, last weekend we did that and then it was like, it was so nice at the park. We stayed for like five hours and then it was like midday and then we had other stuff we needed to do. And so it's like hard to find time to like record if we don't do it in the morning. So we're going for maybe a little bit less cohesive and um, done versus... <laughs> Uh, waiting for the perfect moment and mm. not done and not done exactly um and yeah we actually went to goodwill and did a little bit of a thrift moment um just kind of spontaneously i mean not that they're ever planned but we were gonna go get taco bell and we were like well I mean, if we're going to Taco Bell, might as well go to Goodwill. And might I say, it was the most delicious Taco Bell I've ever had. It was had. the best Taco Bell. We get the nacho box Taco Supreme combo. It was, oh my god, it was the best Taco Bell I've ever had. The chips were so crunchy and salty. I literally was ascending. There were so many toppings. So many toppings, such a good amount of sour cream and guac. There I were mean, like leftovers, delicious. and then I had the leftovers the morning after as breakfast. Mm. And I never ate my leftovers. <gasps> They're not good. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But like Taco Bell nachos are the only nachos that I will like actually have leftovers. as leftovers. Yeah. And would I say that there's still a good texture? Not necessarily. No, but the flavor. But yeah, there's something about them where I'm like, no, I will have my eight hour old yeah nacho box. Hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's on me being a fool. Um, but yes, at Goodwill, Yelly got quite a few books, but she, they're not here. Um, they're, <laughs> they're at her parents' house. So, um, she doesn't remember what she got. <laughs> she like knows I what remember, she got, but she like doesn't know what she got. I, I mean. got a book in the Charlie Bone series, which if the you don't know, one. yeah, which if you've never heard of the Charlie Bone series, they're like a British kids book think like harry potter in the sense that they're magical and they're at a boarding school mm -hmm. but not harry potter related at all in terms of plot um or characters and um 
I, when I was a kid, while everyone else was reading Harry Potter, I was reading this series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, very nostalgic for me and, like, very cute. So I, and when I was a kid, when I was younger, I owned all of them. And then I gave them away because I'm a fool. <laughs> so now I, as an adult, I'm trying to, like, collect all of them again. So anyways, I got, I snatched up one of those, which was exciting to see. Hello. And then I did also get Scrappy Little Nobody by Anna Kendrick. I do mm. remember yes. getting that, which is, like, just her memoir. Um, but I don't remember anything else I got. So TBD, stay tuned. You got a few Stephen Kings. Yeah, I did. I did. I got a couple of Stephen King uh, short story anthologies. Yeah. Because I love his short stories. Yeah. There was one that had, like, the really trippy cover. Yeah. What we'll do is once we once we get the books back in our faces, we'll take a picture and put it on the Discord. Or yeah. on the, not Discord, in the... Instagram. Instagram. Um, and then I got... This is actually on a separate Goodwill trip, but I got The Tale of Despero, which is one of my childhood faves um and kind of like yelly like snatching up childhood faves to have a little like shrine to my younger self almost um not that I don't plan to read it because I do plan to read it but more so just like it's not a book that I would pick up now organically but Mm -hmm. like because of the nostalgia it's there right um and then I also got um Turtles All the Way Down by John Green which I have wanted a copy of for a really long time and they had a really good condition copy like it's like basically like, like new um and so I was excited to find that and then I also got the 10th anniversary special edition box set of Pride and Prejudice this the Colin Firth version Ugh. I was like literally beside myself when I saw it I was like this. For, like, $5. Yeah, I was like, you're coming home with me. That You're coming to your forever home. Like, I will appreciate you and love you. Thank you so much. It comes with, like, a documentary about making it. So excited. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that was our little Goodwill adventure. Heck yeah. Yeah. Do you, um... Have any reading updates oh, for us? <laughs> I do, but I actually wanted to update them on one more thing. Not allowed. We've been... So... You may know that Yelly and I have been reading Akatar for the first time, um, or like oh. rereading whatever, and we both wanted to read Throne of Glass. And if you don't know, they're doing new covers um, that are coming out in February. And Yelly and I were looking at the new covers versus the old covers. We we're like, which ones do we want? Like, which ones are we gonna like like more? Blee blue blah zizuza. And after some thought, we were like, we want the OG covers, like. Like, we want the OGs, right? And then, as far as, like, a, a from a financial standpoint, the series is, like, being the re-release of the covers. It's not going to be shelved in adult fantasy. And it's going from 15 Canadian dollars to 40 Canadian dollars. <laughs> and um, eight $15 books is really not that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's a, it's quite a bit of money, but like yeah. $15 per book is very reasonable. They're like six, 700 page books, you know, yeah. um, 40 doll hairs for covers. We don't like as much, not reasonable, not reasonable. So both of us have ordered the complete yes. series. If you'd like to hear the story about me panic ordering them, listen to last week's podcast yes. episode. <laughs> Yes, and then I ordered them after last week's episode. Yeah. And um, three of mine are here. Your whole series has arrived. Yeah. Mine are getting shipped, like, all separately out of my control, which sucks as far as the shipping, but whatever. Yeah. I also, so I have all of them, but I am 
tr- I want to finish my Akatar reread before I start Throne of Glass. Yeah, um, you're on Akamath. Yeah, I'm like almost finished Akamath. Um, and then my paperback copy of Silver Flames doesn't get here until like early September. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably won't actually get started on Throne of Glass until like October. Yeah. But okay, here and so here's why. So the new books are coming out in February, right? But there's the old covers are selling out. Like yes. like selling out. And because they're doing the recovers, it's I don't think they're gonna be like printing more. Maybe they will, but like from my perspective, because... I don't think they will. I think that they're just gonna be sold out for a bit and then the new covers will be there. Yeah. And that's gonna be like part of the strat to like build hype. Yeah. For the new ones. Well and like I also don't know that they have incentive to print the old covers. Because if they're marketing the new ones as more expensive covers, then why would they, like, print more of the cheaper covers? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. We've been making fiscal decisions. Um, <laughs> investments, investments, if you will. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm very pleased. As they've come in, I'm like, as I see them in real life, I'm like, yeah, I, this is the cover I want. So, feeling very at peace with that. Um, and, yeah. Reading updates? <laughs> I, I, I have been reading... Um, just like I've read a few books, um, let's let's dive in. On a scale of one to ten, how blue are the main characters? Oh, ten. <laughs> ten for blue male main characters. <laughs> um, I read. Let's just go through. Ice Planet Barbarians, Barbarian Alien, Barbarians Mate. That's not in order. Barbarians Mate. Barbarians Mate's gonna be on here a few times. Um, then Barbarian Lover, Ice Planet Holiday, Barbarian Mine, Barbarian's Prize, Barbarian's Made Again, Barbarian's Taming, um, that's out of order because of things, uh, Barbarian's Touch, Barbarian's Heart, Barbarian's Choice, Barbarian's Redemption, and then I'm actually currently reading Barbarian's Mate, which is kind of a curveball as far as that goes. For the third time within this week. Yeah. Please note. And I listened to the audiobook while I slept on it because I couldn't sleep. Listen, the hold, the Barbarian's Mate. Okay. This, okay, this couple has been enemies since day one. And by enemies, I mean... Not enemies. It's so good. It's so good. This book, like I was telling Yelly about it yesterday, um, because I just sort of spew nonsense. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Yelly. it's probably for the best that I don't want to read the rest of them because mm-hmm. then you can just I can just talk about, about them. them yeah. And not have to be like, oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, like, I can just tell you about it. And honestly, like, there are chapters that I'm, like, just going to have you read the chapters so oh. you can, like, understand them. Beautiful. The, look at all that. <laughs> I, like, I'm telling so, you, I ran everyone, out of a pen. For everyone who can't see what's happening right now, Haley is currently flipping through a chapter that they've fully underlined every single sentence of. Yeah. Not page. Chapter. The whole chapter. Um... <laughs> um okay but yes okay so this book has everything it has like like enemies to lovers but like it's not the type of thing where like some enemies to lovers like it's like chapter one it's like chris and stacy didn't like each other but then one day chris smiled at stacy and now they're kissing no (laughs) like they they they're they have to fight they're they're fighting for this relationship okay and then um and then there's, like, the grumpy sunshine is, like, as grumpy as it gets and as sunshiny as it gets. But, like, grumpy in a way where, like, he... I, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, it's just... 
it's so good and they both are like literally perfect for each other but they both have like past literal trauma that is like making them like butt heads and like not trauma with each other separate stuff and it's just like oh my god it's so good like i like literally like ruby dixon like literally did that like and then there's like there's so much stuff it's not even just about that like there's so much other stuff in this book this book has a huge plot shift for the series overall oh my god it's just it's literally incredible <laughs> you it's have so like indirectly influenced at least two people at my workplace yeah. to read it mm -hmm. because people keep coming up to me and being like oh yelly like you i saw you have a podcast what do you all talk about and i'm like mm, I my meet my wife uh they exclusively read ice planet barbarians and then they'll be like oh is it actually good yeah and then i explain what it's about and they're like oh like haha -ha, i'm gonna read it for like the meme and i'm like <laughs> when the meme goes too far listen i'm telling <laughs> like, you like i've heard that before i'm telling you like this series here's the thing so ruby dixon like she makes you so in love with the couple that you're currently reading that like like you would think like oh like for this one I'm obsessed with Josie and Hayden right like oh the next book's not gonna hit the next book fucking hits because then you're like Lila and Rokan you know what I mean like like you're you're with who you're with and like you're ride or die for them but like the story like I think that these books often like get like described as like sci-fi erotica and like period end of story and I think if you haven't read them you might think that like every single scene is like a sex scene and like mm -hmm. every single moment is like just flirting and that there's no plot just smut and I have read books that are no plot just smut and even those were delightful let me tell you but <laughs> these are not that like I'm telling you barbarians mate we're not getting a kiss until like 60% of the way through, okay? And that doesn't mean there's not delightful sexual tension. I just am saying that like, it, like in this book, I they have sex like I think twice mm -hmm. in this 250 page book. Yeah. You know, so the majority of the book is relationship building, it's world building, it's plot driven, like it's... It is all of those things. I also love these books because they're all of them are dual POV first person. Mm -hmm. And so you're like in their head, you're hearing their thoughts. Like one chapter, like, you know, you're like the person is like thinking this thing. And then the next chapter you find out that like the thing that they're mad at the other person about, like the other person is like trying to fix and you're like, ah, like there's just, it's, oh my God, they're so fun. Here's the thing though is that unfortunately they're very um they are a very acquired taste or specific taste i should say because uh because it is sci-fi uh sci-fi and monster romance tend to have what is called a breeding kink which is essentially that like everyone gets pregnant um which is not everyone's cup of tea um but it's mine with two sugars, baby. I think that's a TikTok audio. It's great. It's great. It's so good. And here's the thing is that it's not like, it's not really about that because like that doesn't happen until like off page after the book, but it's like, that's kind of like 
part it's part of the story um but I just like I I'm so obsessed with this series it's so good and like honestly like looking through I'm like I like want to reread all of them like Ice Planet Holiday is like a novella and it like needs to be longer like I wish it was so much longer because the couple in that is like one of my favorite couples but like they barely get like they don't get as much time as I wish they got in terms of like page you know what I mean but like it's okay they're like mentioned in other books and I'm like Barbarian Lover the other day I literally like just thought about a scene in Barbarian Lover and like read it to you like so I was like it's just so cute like you <laughs> just have to hear this and um and yeah and Barbarian Alien Liz and Rahash are like my OGs Georgie and Vectal I love in Georgie and Vectal's book but then because they have to be like the leaders they can be annoying because they are not letting my current favorite couple do what they want to do um like because they're like trying to like have a sense of unity or whatever decorum um but like i like barbarian's prize oh my god tiffany and saluk what are you gonna do like i like honestly i think i could name the whole series and the couple in each one <laughs> i'm doing it in my head right now <laughs> wow baby yeah I could do um <laughs> i have read nothing this week oh okay because actually that's a no, lie you've read you've I, read two pages of barbarian lover babe <laughs> <laughs> i listened to i like went in to uh the office for work this week so i had like a pretty long commute on monday mm -hmm. um and i finished reading ella enchanted for yes. Haley's patreon book club yeah um and it's it, the book is good, but the book, I will say, does not hit as hard for me as the movie. So, if anything, yeah. it just, like, got me prepared to watch and love the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I also started listening to Book Lovers. Mm -hmm. um, didn't get too far into it. I honestly am, like, I think I'm literally, like, still on chapter two just because I, like, arrived home and stopped listening to the audio because I was no longer in the car. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to keep reading it. Um, I'm, it really, I really am tickled by, um, Nora, the main character's relationship with her younger sister because I am an older sister. Um, so that was, like, really cute to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's my reading update. Okay. I, Yeah. Yeah, I'm just currently reading Barbarians. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Do we want to answer a question? We would love to. I would love to. Okay. This question. Hit us. Is from our pal Carrie. Oh. Carrie hi. says, hello, dear, dear pals. First, let me say how much I've enjoyed the pod. It's brought me such joy listening to y'all giggle about smutty blue aliens and Akatar. Please never change and never stop reading. How has she, she already listened to this episode? <laughs> Carrie, how do you know what we talked about today? Please never change and never stop rereading these series. Recently, I finished a book that I was super excited to read. About 20% through, I found myself getting routinely disappointed by the plot, mm -hmm. writing, etc. By the end, I was forcing myself to finish it. My question is, when you are disappointed by a book, what methods do you use to avoid slipping into a reading slump? I can see myself putting books down for a while as I was burned by something I was excited for. With all my love... No. All my love and admiration, Carrie. No. First of all, Carrie, we love you. Second of all, Carrie, slip us the name. Yeah, Carrie, hit book. us up in the DMs like... with the book name. <laughs> we want the goss. Um, what do you think? You said that you had thoughts. I do. I do. I actually have, I have 
strategies around this that I employ daily. Wasn't there, because wasn't there like a period of time, mm-hmm. I want to say either earlier this year or last year, where you were picking up books that were all flops? It was like towards, it was like honestly, mm, it was like maybe like October, November last year. Mm-hmm. I was having like a real flop era with, with book choice. Um, where I was, like, picking up books by, like, authors I hadn't heard of, but, like, that I was, like, this, like, seems like a cool concept, or, like, the cover's cute, whatever. Picking up a book, get 30, 40% of the way through, someone says something, like, super off-putting, and I'm, like, well, nar, Like, that's not, or, like, or just something about it, like, wasn't giving me butterflies, because I read a lot of romance, like, the butterflies are, like, important. Um, you know, it was, like, no barbarians made by any terms, by any means. Um, (laughs) but... What I do, here's here's the thing. I am a ruthless DNFer, which means did not finish. Um, I will stop a book at any point in time. Honestly, for even just for boredom purposes. Even if I'm like, even if I'm like, this is an author that I usually like, and this is like a thing that I think I would like on a different day, but like right now it's not hitting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to put it down and do it a different day. This happened earlier this year with The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. I've read her other two books, The Guest List and The Hunting Party. The guest list I loved and was five stars. The hunting party, I predicted the ending and was like a three and a half for me. Um, and so the Paris apartment, I was enjoying it, but I was not like engrossed. And um, I put it down at like 30, 40% of the way through. And I'm going to pick it up again this fall. I know I am because I want to read it because I am a, I like her work and I like her writing. Um, and I've also heard on TikTok that that book does not pick up until like the 60% mark so Mm. like gonna have to fight for it a little bit but like I'm down for that because it's like an author that I I really like um but not I'm not gonna do that on any given day you know what I mean like I'm gonna I'm gonna strategically work that in when I'm like really excited for it and in the mood for thrillers specifically um so I personally like at the at like maybe the second sign of danger I would dnf it (laughs) Um, and that could be, uh, you know, an off-putting character or, like, a weird comment or even just, like, the second time I feel, like, lightly bored or, like, unexcited. My tummy just grumbled. (laughs) Um, or, like, if I'm just not feeling excited to pick it up, I will put it down. Um, and just, like, fully DNF it. Like, not even, it's not gonna sit on my bedside table. It's not gonna be, like, waiting for me to pick up. Like, I'm just gonna put it down. And then mentally I'll get back to it at some point. Or I won't. And that's also literally fine. Um, my other strategy for this is so then once I have put down said book, if it's a DNF situation, I have other things for like, if I finish a book and feel disappointed, but if it's a DNF situation, I literally put it down and just pick up another book, like anything. Like I don't think about it too much. I don't go, hmm, 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 what am I in the mood for? What do I want to read? What sounds good? Like, it's like truly like the first book that you can think to pick up, just picking up that book. That's what I do. Because I then am, like, sort of cutting out the, like, in-between, like, buffer process. Because for me as a reader, that's the hardest part, is, like, trying to, like, conceptualize what I want to read next. Because after I've DNF'd a book and feel disappointed, it's almost like when you're, like, I know it's lunchtime, but, like, I literally don't, like, nothing sounds good. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so you're, like, I'm just gonna, like, have a nibble. Like, I'm just gonna start snacking and see if that... (laughs) awakes me in a way that like makes me think of what I want to have to eat you know what I mean so like think of this book as like a pepperoni stick okay like you're picking it up you're not like committed like you don't have to finish it but you're just picking it up so that you have a book on the go 
and a book to pick up. And then maybe you love it, maybe you don't, maybe it's another DNF, who knows. And you just sort of lather, rinse, repeat that. At least that's what I do in order to stay on the wagon, in order to stay on the train of choo-choo, read, read. Um, <laughs> if I finish a book and it's disappointing, I think that I, I, on, I typically give myself like a day, like a buffer day of like, I don't read anything. I don't even try to read anything. Like, I just like take a step back and just like let myself feel disappointed. But then after that, it's like, let's go to the library and like see what pikes my, piques my interest. Pikes. Pikes my interest. Piques my interest. Um, looking at my own bookshelves or honestly, Old Faithful is doing a reread. Yeah. Like going to my bookshelf and just picking up like one of my favorite books and depending on how I feel, that might be a short book or a long book, graphic novel, uh, novel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think that like, honestly, like just having a plan in place is helpful. Like being like, if I DNF a book, this is what I do. So that way when you DNF a book, you don't go like, what do I do? Yeah. That was like my biggest tip is if you're like disappointed by a book and maybe just like scared to be disappointed by another book mm -hmm. is to pick up a book that you know you love. Yeah. Like a book that you know, um, just hits and will hit every time. Yeah. Um, and that's like typically what I do. And then also I think that my like strategy for just avoiding reading slumps in general is to have multiple books on the go mm -hmm. um and for me personally avoid the like lull in between and like finishing a book and having to choose your next book mm -hmm. because if I finish a book and already I'm like 50% of the way through another book then I can pick up a new book if I want or I can just like keep reading the book that I'm on and that like takes away the de the decision making um, I know that some people don't like to read like that and prefer reading like one book at a time, which is also very fair. Mm -hmm. But, um, if you're somebody who's looking to like read more books or just like avoid more reading slumps, then that is, um, my strategy that I personally use. You also, I also keep like multiple formats going. Yeah. I always have something on my phone. And I always have a physical one that I'm usually annotating. Mm -hmm. And then depending on how I'm feeling about audiobooks, I might have an audiobook going. But there's some times where I just, like, my auditory processing just isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, so it depends on how much, like, how well I can focus at, like, any given point in my life. Um, but yeah, I also do that. And then also I just want to give you, like, unconditional permission to take a break from reading if yeah. that is just like what you need in the moment I know that Carrie you specifically had mentioned that that's not what you want and you want to avoid a reading slump but if there's somebody listening who like is in this position who read a book that they were like disappointed by and it's a real bummer and you just have to like do other things with your time and you would rather play video games or you would rather watch a tv show or just like consume art in other ways and other formats that mm -hmm. is also okay and yeah. you have unconditional permission to do that and yeah. it doesn't make you any worse of a person to not have a book on the go we both i feel like went through a bit of a reading slump at the beginning of the year i definitely went through for my own personal reading pace i went through a massive reading slump like but like months where i read one book for context, in the past few months, I've read, I think, like, almost 100 books. Like, just within the past, like, four months. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I 
was like behind on my reading goal like for a really long time like I wanted to read 100 books this year I was behind like from day one I was behind on my reading goal like yeah. it was like it was January 3rd and it's like you're a book behind and I was like and so <laughs> it begins so it begins yeah um but now I think I'm oh wait I can't check actually can I let me check and see if I can see how far ahead on my reading goal I am now yeah. basically just to say is that like a I'm going to use the word bad and good here um, purely for ease of understanding, but not in like a moral set thing. Yes. Okay. But a bad reading month does not mean a bad reading year. And um, rest is a an integral part of active activity, yeah. right? Like you have to rest in order to be active and that goes for reading as well. Like sometimes you just need a break from reading mm -hmm. in order to be an avid reader. Um, yeah. I... And so like honoring that, like maybe the reason why you're slumping, like obviously like in this scenario, Carrie said like the book was disappointing. That's different. But like if you're slumping on books, like for kind of like you feel like no reason, it's just like not catching your interest. Mm -hmm. That could be a sign to like take a break. Like even if it's just like a week off. Yeah. I also like, uh, I, I went to school for for books, for English literature, <laughs> and that was super intense, especially because, so, like, not to get into my life, but I went to school for psychology first and then switched over to English literature halfway through my degree. So I essentially had two years or, like, four semesters to catch up on all of the English courses that I missed the first two years of my uh, degree which meant that I was taking all English courses all of the time, which mm -hmm. meant that I was reading five books a week, mm -hmm. like without being able to pick which books I was reading, without being able to pick like the frequency of it, without like if I couldn't catch up, then I would like not know what was going on type situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I did it and that it was it, it was a thing that happened in my life. But then after that, I need I probably took a good like two to three year break from reading anything yeah. before like having this like frequent reading habit again in my yeah. life and I just like that is what I needed to do mm -hmm. to uh to be able to enjoy reading again mm -hmm. um which that is like maybe an extreme example in terms of just, like, everyday reading habit, um, if you're, like, not somebody who's specifically in that situation, but definitely, like, sometimes you just need a break to recharge and then come back to it if that's yeah. the thing that you want to do. Yeah. I also think that, like, that I also had, like, I did not read after college for a while, um, even though I wasn't an English major at all. Yeah. But it's just, like, I think it's hard when you're, like, reading articles and stuff you don't want to be reading. Um, and also just feeling very burnt out, like, academically, like, mentally. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also why, like, I am, like, giving myself, like, permission to, like, really just read whatever the hell I want. And, like, it doesn't need to be poignant. It doesn't need to be <laughs> groundbreaking prose. Um, because it's for fun. It's not for learning. Like, yeah. it is just, it's, it's a hobby. Um, so in the same way that, like, you know, if I'm crocheting, like, I am, I crochet for fun. I crochet as, like, a hobby, right? So, like, 
if like, I'm not going to try and, I don't know, I can't even think of like something super complicated, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to like mm-hmm. pick something that I'm going to be sitting there like straining my eyes, looking at a, at a pattern to make, you know what I want? Something like easy. Like it's, it's relaxing. It's supposed to be like downtime in a way almost. Right? Yeah. And I think that like, I think that that's why like I really gravitate towards stuff that <clears throat> I take some water. I gravitate towards stuff that is very, um, fun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you can hear my water bottle. But I gravitate towards stuff that's, like, super fun. Um, I think because I notice when I tend to, like, read a lot of books that are, like, maybe a little bit heavier, even if they're romance, but books that are, like, romances with, like, yeah. kind of, like, a heavier, heavier plot or just, like, a more, like, emotional plot. Not that I'm not feeling emotions, but, like, <laughs> it's just different. I, I definitely feel like I get almost, like, an emotional hangover from those books. Sure, yeah. And, like, I know that, like, sometimes I'm in the mood for that. And sometimes I'm like, yes, like, I'm ready to cry. And, like, I want to, like, go on this journey. Um, But, like, recently there's been some books which, like, I'm not going to name because, like, I don't think it's, like, relevant to, like, the convo. But, like, there's been some books that I'm like, I really want to read this. And, like, it's, like, a romance book and I'm, like, so excited for it. And then I, like, look at the content warnings and I'm like, I honestly am not in the mood for that. (laughs) Like, I'm not in the mood for, like processing things you know what I mean like I'm in the mood to just kind of be a little bit more like floofy and honestly just like I'm looking for like absurd like I loved like um how uh, the time I got drunk I always almost say how to train your dragon (laughs) that time I got drunk and saved a demon I read that book twice in a row Kind of like, like if, if Kimberly Lemming had 22 books, I, I would read 22 yeah. books of, <laughs> you know, um, Ruby Dixon has more than 20 books, which is wild. I could go on and on about these authors that I found through TikTok that have these massive backlogs. I could talk about it all day about how I find it so inspiring, how many books they've written. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like probably within the past two years is when things have like yeah. skyrocketed, you know, but anyway, regardless, um, But, like, that book is, like, so fun and so ridiculous and so absurd. And it's, like, what did I get from that book? Literally having fun. Yeah. Like, literally, that is all I got from that book was having fun. And that is why I read it twice in a row. Heck yeah. And there's, like, totally, like, a time and place as well for me personally as a reader when I like to read more, like, emotional or more, like, sort of, like, poignant work. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I'm in it for fun. And, like, that, I think, is also something that, like, keeps me out of reading slumps. Because I'm, like, my book is more fun than TikTok. My book is more fun than Instagram. My book is more fun than than scrolling on my phone. And I think that that really, like, keeps me, like, in the hobby. Because it is, like, for enjoyment. And it doesn't feel like homework. And I feel like like when the book makes, starts to feel like homework... In the sense of, like, I need I need, I need, need to read some of it today, you know? Or, like, I, I gotta get back to that. That's when I know that I'm, like, feeling a little bit more, like, beholden to the book versus, like, drawn to the book. And that's when I need to, like, maybe, like, take a break from it and go back to it. Yeah. I also feel like, and this, you know, <laughs> this is, uh, this is, like, not super related to the question that Carrie asked. But I feel like it's, like, it's really tricky 
sometimes to navigate just your own personal relationship with reading because on like TikTok and BookTube and Bookstagram, mm-hmm. it's like can be really um like demoralizing to see these people be like, oh yeah, like I read 300 books last year and here's my like $300 book haul and I saw something all the other day be stuff. like, be like a tiny book haul, like literally they said like small book haul, tiny book haul, whatever. Yeah. Five books. I was like, that's a- over a hundred dollars. And it's like, just like, not, not, not any shame, but I'm like, we're calling that small, like, like in terms of like comparing it to like other things. Yeah. And I just, anyway. Um, and I think that obviously not that they're like, they're not doing anything wrong either. Like what I'm trying to say is that like reading is not a, like a moral good or bad and your relationship with reading is not like good or bad. Yes. And just, you know, like even if you're sitting there being like, oh my God, like Haley and Yelly read like 15 books a month and I could never do that. So like, why would I even try? Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's not the point, not the point at all. And we fully uh, support you reading like one book a year, even if that's all you read or just like choosing not to read. Um, um, if you are in a reading slump as well, this is another strategy if, like, just the willpower to pick up a book is just not there, um, because I feel like that is also realistic, or, like, is is a scenario that, like, I, I have had, um, and for me as well, what I will do, and this is kind of, like, subconscious, but, like, you know, could be, like, a strategy that you have in place (laughs) to, like, read more if you want to read more, is to consume book content um like the podcast but like not like the podcast as well you can like book talk booktube like like watch people talk about books they enjoy watch people like recommend books and then see if any of those books sound really good to you or like sounds like you would enjoy them and sometimes that has been like what has gotten me to want to read um like honestly like book talk is what got me back into reading last year um, like really into reading. Like I was reading like maybe like one book a month. And then because of book talk, I was hearing about all of these books that I was like, I have to read that. I have to read that. I have to read that. And like, I want to read that. And then all of a sudden I was reading like 18 books a month because I was like finishing a book, picking up a book, finishing up a book, picking up a book, picking up a book. And it was, it was the type of thing where like my screen time on TikTok kind of flip flopped. And then that became my reading time. You know, so I was reading for like a few hours every day and that was adding up to like reading all of these books. And so sometimes it's just like staying, like keeping your like toe in the door in terms of like being in the book space and like and like hearing about new books, getting recommended books, all of that. Um, That has definitely in the past made me want to read more. And like even when I what like even during like the years where like I was not reading like a single book other than maybe, like, a Twilight reread, like, but, like, nothing else, right? I was still, like, very much so, like, watching a lot of booktubers. BookTok didn't exist at the time. But, like, you know, staying, like, engaged with book content just because I liked hearing people talk about books. And that eventually, like, nudged me closer and closer to wanting to read. So, honestly, if you're, like, at the point where you're, like, I don't really read, but, like, I have an interest in books... Like, the more that you hear about books, the more you might feel inclined to, like, go get a library card or, like, go pick up one one day. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, Carrie, thank you for your question. Sorry we went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I hope we answered it at some point during those words. Yes. Um, <laughs> if it, you... 
if you would like to send us a question, um, you can do so by emailing friends to loverspod at gmail.com. And we will try to answer it at yeah. some point in our show career. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, pals. Um, if you want to follow us on our socials, they will all be in the show notes. True. Um, when you can leave us a review. You can leave us a review. Five stars only, of yeah. course. <laughs> but, uh, but of course, whatever's organic. Uh, <laughs> any organic five-star reviews you have, of course, like, literally drop them. If it's not a five-star, maybe give it a few more listens. Yeah, maybe, like, let it maybe, like take a, a moment, long. think about it a little bit harder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whatever you feel, of course, is valid. In your heart. Um, but if you would like to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, um, on Apple, you can leave a written review. Um, and we would love to love to see your thoughts and feelings. And yeah. And thanks to everybody who's already reviewed on Spotify and Apple. That means so much to us. And I can't believe we have. We have like 20 reviews or something like that on Spotify. Oh my gosh. Wild. Y'all are baddies. Y'all are baddies. We love you. Thanks for listening, pals. Bye. Bye.